Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. girl just more of an exclamation of buckle up people because it's about to get very serious in here do we put the kids to sleep no they can listen they gotta learn how to take uh constructive criticism too guys damn right starts young this educational process that is the human experience uh plenty to get into for the second hour of our program today hours three through four of the week 10 hours per week that we get to interrupt your lives with. It's real, it's real time. It's real privilege in a lot of ways. Um, Damn straight. But I'll tell you what, guys. It's not always the most pleasant things when you cover the sports and the sports team isn't good. Because that's what this hawk, this, 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 can we, can we all say this? Can we all say that this is, this, this is true? This is a safe space this right now, This is a safe people. space. Okay. No, for us, at least. For yeah. the, Golden, the Golden Knights are not a playoff hockey team. I know technically if they win out, they can still qualify. But there's a lot of other teams playing hell of a lot better hockey than they are. And we can't find a way to beat a team that has literally nothing to play for. Do you know how many hockey teams Andrew Hammond has played for this year? If you're confused of who Andrew Hammond is, don't worry. You're not the only one. He was a starting netminder for the Devils last night. This, his first start for the center or for the centers, for the Devils last night, he started the year in the AHL, in the Minnesota Wild organization. And he ends up in Montreal via trade or waivers or something like that. He plays in like one of the Heritage Classics. And then he ends up being traded to the Devils because they have so many goalie injury problems and just bad goaltending in general. I mean, I know the spirit of 35 is alive and well, but 42 saves last night. This is a guy who spent the better part of the last five years in the AHL. He took a damn near two-year hiatus due to the pandemic. And you can't find a way to score. Oh, there's a lot of posts. We hit like five posts. Yeah, exactly. That don't count. That doesn't count. They don't even count as shots on goal, technically. And you know what? We always said, you're hitting a lot of posts. You need to get laid. Straight up, that's what we would say in college. Clearly, you're not getting it done. And ultimately, it doesn't truly matter. Because for how many chances the Golden Knights had last night, they could not come up with it. They did not have the snarl. They were out hit. They were out blocked. They were outplayed. 
in a damn near do or die situation. And let me tell you, it's not all Robin Leonard's fault either. My God, the Pete DeBoer yesterday after the game, not sure. Uh, or I should say, this time of year, you're looking to, for your guy to be better than the guy who was at the, at the other end. That wasn't the case. He's always so insightful, Lindsay. Dude, he's run out of answers. I don't know if he had any, but any of them to truly begin with, because this is this this is a team that's dealt with the same problems all season. And to be truly honest, since Pete kind of showed up, this is a team that doesn't have any spirit left. This is a team that doesn't have any fight left in the eyes outside of like individual efforts. I have notes to go through each one of the goals last night. I got notes on why they're not Robin Leonard's entire fault because he's getting a lot of crap. And I'm not trying to be like goalie apologist, even though there absolutely is some bias for me there. But to pin it on that and his performance rather than the inability for the Golden Knights to break the puck out past, like, just inside the neutral zone. The turnovers by the Blue Lions last night, Adrian, it, it was every two seconds. All those broken pucks I was talking about the neutral zone, that was exactly what was happening. And the New Jersey Devils brought more hustle, and they were playing freer. Don't tell me that trading the reigning Vesna winner for a bag of pucks and – hitting four posts in a do-or-die game at home last night doesn't connect. Don't tell me the hockey gods aren't involved. They are factually involved. They don't need to add that much because this is the deal that the Golden Knights made with the devil anyways, not to make it a pun. But Mark Stone is, I'm guessing, 70% right now. And he's top line with Marcia So and Eichel. Barely noticed Jack Eichel last night. I'm sure he was doing a lot of busy work. Marcia So at least he took it upon himself to say, I missed at least three opportunities where that should have been a goal. But it just it's like there's no life. Outside of Shea Theodore, who was skating like a C slash C minus student before they went on the road trip, returns last night, at least through the first period, looking like a B plus at least, and and with that confidence. And he was swimming through bodies and, and, and able to do that. And we saw that same thing from him in the bubble a couple years ago when he put the team on his back. But here's the thing. He's not scoring either. Nobody is. And the Devils were giving Vegas more than enough space to control the puck, even driving the net. But they would disarm him at the last, time, at the last second or they would just disrupt him in the ever so slightest. And whenever that happens, we throw up our hands. Well, it's, it's the refs. It's the post. The goalie's hot. It's it's truly unbelievable. It's always something else, not did us. Did you watch the game? No, I did not. Um, let me go through a couple of these goals here. Go through the goals number two and three against last night because that's where a lot of people are going to be having troubles with Robin Leonard, at least they think they do. That goal against in – the second goal against where he didn't take care of a rebound, this guy is standing right next to the Golden Knights bench, devil player defenseman just takes a slap shot to basically get the puck back down in the zone. Leonard reaches up with his glove hand, tries to, you know, haul it in. He doesn't. It goes off his hand, drops down in front. Chaos. Rebound ends up in the back of the net. Absolutely. Absolutely. He needs to take care of that rebound. He needs to make sure that that's not happening. But we also need to tie up people in front of the net. When I circle back to the first goal, how did we let one guy get behind both of our defensemen? That's my question. Pick up the rebound. There's nobody around. It's like everybody was stand, was doing it for the gram last night. It was like Coachella out there. 
We're out here for the uniforms and to look good, but not actually to have a good time, not to actually have a full experience. But that third goal that everybody's saying, that's one of the worst goals ever. He should have been pulled. He's an awful goalie. It's a top play on SportsCenter. If it's a top play on SportsCenter, I know that they're not the most hockey well-versed. They're learning. But if it's top play on SportsCenter, and even the NHL itself is tweeting out, damn, they're doing post-game quotes with the Devils players going, oh, my God, it was nasty. How about the back-to-back turnovers in front of the Golden Knights bench by Nick Watt and then Chandler-Stevenson? This leads directly to the goal. Petrangelo, who is our top-paid defenseman, gets absolutely dangled by some dude named Boquist, drags him out of his skates, and through a nucleus of three different Golden Knights. They had numbers back, Adrian. And this guy finds a way to slide through, gets a shot off, scores off the heel of his stick, and this is very important, the heel of his blade. Because with that, the shot trajectory was altered. And it was altered by Alex Petrangelo, who had failed to lift the stick and disarm the player from the puck, but enough to slap more momentum on the shot and to beat Robin Leonard five-hole without him even realizing it. Let me tell you how the how quick they will come for you as a goalie if you are standing on your feet and the puck goes under you in your five-hole. Everybody and their mother that's watched anybody stop a puck once knows that that's not a great goal. Unless you look at the subtleties of this shot. And it's actually really ironic because our close personal friend of the program, Mike McKenna, wrote an article on Daily Faceoff yesterday. And it was on David Riddick, who's not one of our goalies. But it was about him giving up a five-hole play. And all of the things that Mike kind of looks at it from a netminder, much like how I do with pattern recognition, with shot selection, and how timing is down to everything. I'll just read a couple excerpts here, and you tell me if there's anything applicable. While Riddich appears to be ready, I think he's late in establishing his depth against the rush. The Predators' netminder isn't able to get his feet set until the split second before Shen releases the shot. Now, it wasn't exactly off the rush, the goal against with Robin Leonard, but he was gapping back, right? He's skating back. He's, he's, he's letting the play come to him. This is a guy who struggled to track the puck since he has returned. You can just tell how his body language is, or at least I can. You can tell how he reacts. He is not looking the puck to the leather or looking the puck all the way into the save, rather looking it into the peripherals. There's a very, very distinct difference. And what that results in is poor goalie posture or mistimed goalie posture because he's not a guy who plays his post super well. There's a lot of holes around the post for Robin Leonard because he usually just kind of collapses and then uses his weight to basically say, you can't push me through and you can't push this puck through. But when he's not playing confident and he's not setting his edges, so you're kind of stuck in motion, you're stuck in transition, your brain will fire off saying, butterfly, go down, butterfly, go down. But if you don't have those edges, Adrian, you will not go down. It is physically impossible. Even Mike McKenna, later on in this article, it boils down to this. As soon as a, the puck's trajectory changes, Riddick needs it to hit him. It's nearly impossible to adjust in time and make a reactionary save from less than 10 feet away. That goal that Robin Leonard gave up, that third goal, was within five feet. And you could say, well, we got to go get down on the post. We got to get an uh, 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 RVH. We got to gap out a little bit more, maybe cut down and just make the save at the top of the crease. Why, why would he be operating in any realm of confidence to do that? Did we mention the first goal where they let him completely out to dry off of a 
poor breakout attempt, one of the most soft passes from Matias Yanmark up the boards, and Brady McNabb turns it over into the slot, and they get a one-timer, he makes that save. But then we can't get the, we can't pick up the guy who's wide open for the rebound, Adrian. Why why would I feel confident that I can that I can take space in this juncture? Why why do I feel that I have the upper hand in energy? It I just like, saw my star defenseman get walked. It just seems like the only answer would be delusional confidence, correct? Because off of what's happened, it, they haven't proven that they can help him out. Well, and I just I don't think they're operating with delusional confidence anymore, or maybe they haven't for a while because you're. No, I'm saying got, that's what they would need to, for oh, for him yeah. to think because that's the only answer. You would need like an Anthony Edwards attitude. Yeah, I don't no, hundred percent. If I just failed, but this is as we were talking about with yesterday with Robin Leonard and the way that he plays and the way that at least I read him as a personality. He does not feel very supported right now. I can guarantee. He, Go, go ahead. And, and I know that, and you brought it up because a lot of people, that third goal, just worst goal I've ever seen given up, yada, yada, yada. But to me, I guess my question would be, knowing all the things that have happened, obviously the health scare with his family and whatever happens, mm-hmm. that got cleared up. But his confidence and the Twitter and all this, was it a matter of they just thought that Leonard would give him the best chance to win? Because to me, it's kind of he was two days removed from having a problem with his family. Why not put Logan in his place? No, and and that's absolutely, I think, a conversation that we can go back and forth on. And you even posed that to me yesterday. And I would still make the same decision because he's the guy that you brought in to bring you to the success in the biggest moments. And he wasn't able to do that last night. But it's not all on him. This is a team that cannot score goals against this year is the most offensively prolific season we've seen in the NHL in many a time, if not ever. Why aren't they part of this? What's the issue? Why are they so easily deterred? Why can't they find a way to generate their momentum when they're down a goal, when they're not getting out to that lead? Like, I I was starting to write down these ideas last night when I got home, and I haven't quite dedicated enough time to really bring it to our table about what the exact type of hit this team needs to get into their game but regardless if you don't have the ability to battle back against not just mediocre teams bad teams why would you think you're ready for playoffs why why why, this isn't this isn't a team that can score goals in the low stakes moments when you need them the most why would we have that happen later on right Get Mark Stone healthy. This guy is clearly hobbled, and we knew that. We knew that. And the way that I see it, the way that I see him playing and and how he's having trouble, he doesn't have the same whip around. Like, he's very good rotationally. He's a guy that can move the – He's I, I believe he's right-handed. He can move the stick to, right-handed to left-handed and go around his opposition's body and, and find ways to keep his speed up, find ways to keep pucks and to win those battles. That's why he's such a long stick. I don't think he can truly manage – the twig he's using right now because you can just tell in the way that he's trying to go into those battles and he's going in there without fear, but he doesn't have that same strength. He doesn't have that same range of mobility. And that's a guy on your top line right now. Like I started the second, Marcia, so stone and Eichel. And I want to ask you a question about Eichel. So in Buffalo, they were never a contender, right? They never no. had. So he's never made the playoffs, you know, 
And his comment about, and it was a few days ago or a couple games ago, where he's like, well, I've never been in a playoff-type situation. They were talking and, about that, yeah, that atmosphere. Yeah, and, and the atmosphere and everything. And it's like, well, if we need a, a someone to, you know, kick us in the butt or get us in line or like, yo, this is very important. And it's like, he doesn't have this experience. He doesn't know this pressure. And, and obviously, he's coming off of an injury, but it just goes with the mentality and, and some of the people that they're bringing in and some of the people that they let go and the culture. And just, you know, you mm-hmm. need to have these certain personalities and these the certain experience to know, like, the levity of the situation. It, exactly. And <laughs> levity is the exact word. And the exact word that I've used in the past when it came to talking about the Marc-Andre Fleury's, the Nate Schmitz. And this isn't to just dig up all the, all the bodies that have already been buried with that. But this stuff matters. It matters that Alex Petrangelo tried to go boards to boards with waning seconds in the second period that resulted in a damn near 2-on-0. That decision matters. For a guy you're paying the amount of money, for a guy who's been a captain, who's won a cup in this league, who's faced adversity, they are so deep in their tunnel vision right now. That's the only explanation I can think of why that pass goes up because in my mind, I I just it wouldn't even be an option because what if it goes wrong? That's the bit. It's not about what can you get, it's what can happen if you don't. And that's the way this team works in their mindset. I I always think about what could happen instead of what consequence could be if it doesn't. And now we're dealing with the consequences of what isn't. This isn't a good hockey team. It's not a healthy hockey team. It is not a cohesive hockey team. Apparently, we had everybody stay after practice to work on skills except for Robin Leonard. David Shane's the only guy that's tweeted that out. I don't know if there's anything to read into there, but usually, if you're singular in that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm not saying it's a good thing either. Yeah. Like, our our coach has called out goaltending multiple times this season. And he's called out goal, the lack of goal scoring too. But it's really easy to pin it all on the goalies because your job is pass-fail and it's to stop pucks, and they're not stopping more pucks than they need to right now or whatever I was just trying to say. Pete DeBoer, to me, is not the coach of this team next year. I don't wish that on him or his staff. I just don't know where we go. I don't know what, what – he's not a galvanizing leader to me. He doesn't inspire people to find a different level of themselves. He's probably a good attaway boys. Good effort, guys. He's good at managing. He's not good at inspiring. And hockey needs inspiration. Hockey needs blood. Hockey needs to be invested in. And, and fix this, the power play. <laughs> the fact that we haven't really made any adjustments to our staff to an effort to fix that. I mean, I went to the last presser conference I was at. It was preseason. And Pete DeBoer said, We'll get the power play figured out. This is an ongoing thing. It's a seasonal thing. You guys can ask us about it at the end of the season and where we're at. Nothing has changed. Nothing. Same stuff. We'll keep trying different combinations. We'll try different. Like, well, if we've done different combinations and we've done this with a bunch of different players because they've been in and out of injury, what's the problem? What's the constant? Sorry. Not really, though, because he'll land on his feet somewhere just fine. And this is pretty much right on time with Pete DeBoer's timeline of events when he's a head coach. We went over that a few weeks ago. About It's about two and a half seasons. Two and a half seasons, three at the most, especially when he's taking over a team that's on the ascension. He does not know how to keep the energy up high. He's not DJ. He's not hype master locker mix. Okay. And this is a desperate team that spent a ton of money 
and has hemorrhage, has sold its soul for these big price players. Which means now we're in a situation where we have to kind of not go bargain. You know, there's just tight. There's not that much to work with in terms no. of bringing players. And so what can we fix? What can we change? What's the easiest Jenga block to get something different? 100%. Oh, do we need a player-friendly coach? coach? That was our last guy. I feel like we also need a player money, uh, player-friendly like management. Like After what you're telling oh. me about Flurry, why why come here well, to be treated like that? And you're right, and you're right to make that distinction, too, because this isn't Pete DeBoer's garbage. He just might be the guy who has to take it out. Because yeah. this is a team that's set up by the front office. But George McPhee made the ultimate power move a couple seasons ago. I'm not general manager anymore. Kelly McCrimmon will be it. And because he's Mark Stone's guy, and he's going to get all these guys. And then I also have somebody to scapegoat. Well, we're not at that point where K-Mac K- is the scapegoat. He has his own goats. And that's where I think Pete's going to fall. And it's an easy move to make. And it's uh, an easy excuse to make. And the fan base, you know, this is the first time. Like, this yeah. isn't going to be. But based off of what I have gathered about Mark Stone, about the Max Pacioretty's, about Eichel's. Guess how well it's going to go over for them not being in the postseason. Not well. It's going to stick in their craw. I hope every single one of those guys has the most kick-ass offseason they've ever had. I hope they literally go to the nth degree. Because if you think that this window is open for very long, it is not. Max Pacioretty's hips aren't going to hold up forever. Mark Stone skating isn't going to get more efficient. Jonathan Marcheseau isn't going to all of a sudden learn how to shoot low maybe three times more out of ten, and maybe that results in two more goals. And so it's about getting the right concoction when we show up to bubble that formula. And I don't think they have the right people reading instructions. I don't. I'm not that person. You're not that person. I don't know who that person is. But I got a lot of people in that locker room there saying, well, we love each other. We're doing all this. We're, we, And I'm sure that's true. I've been on those hockey teams. But it, we have reached a point where we are not maximizing what our roster is capable of. And that's partially due to injury. But it's mostly due to utilization. It's mostly due to construction. And it's mostly due to overbloated contracts to guys that aren't producing right now. And so hopefully they take the offseason to get themselves to the peak health, to their peak whatever for preparation. Because, like we've said a few weeks ago, we are very much in the realm of possibility of never winning anything in this era. That's how, that's how fleeting this is. That's why you can't lose to the Montreal Canadiens. That's why you can't let Thatcher Demko steal your soul so Anton Kudobin can finish you off. That's why this team needs to figure out what their scoring problem is, and it's not acquiring more talent that's apparently good at scoring because they're not getting it done. It's called, I need to take a different shot. I need to not rush the puck here. I need to make a different decision so I don't hang out my own guy to dry. But we got months to figure that out. Gold Knights still not out of it, but they have to win every damn game out, and guess what? Vancouver Canucks have won six straight, and they're not the most team I'm worried about. So we'll get into that as they come. More games on the docket one tomorrow afternoon. I don't even know who they're playing. Don't really care. Flat Stanley will be there. I know that. Random Fandom, our next segment, plenty to discuss. Love for the bet. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.